guys, welcome back to the third episode of Out of the Norm. Um, my name is Haley, but I'm sure all of you should already know that if you've made it to the third episode because, you know, I've stated my name in literally every single episode. But if you know you're just joining in, hey, I'm Haley. welcome, I hope you enjoy it. Um, so for the third episode... Like, moving away from the pride stuff, which uh, is still very important, of course. I'm going to move on to a very heavy topic and very personal topic for myself, which is sexism. And this is probably going to be, like, you know, a a topic I cover in, in multiple episodes because there's so many statistics and facts and things that I can find that's just going to, like, you know, pile on to just everything, really. Um, And, you know, as a, as a, as a girl, I, (laughs) it's just a very, you know, dear subject as I hate being a political discussion because why, why? Um, I don't know, it's just like, it. you don't see men as a political point, I guess. You know, they're not being discussed in, like, everyday politics. They are not having to fight for their rights. They have everything, really. And girls are not granted that opportunity or, like, that type of leeway. We're not at all. You know, we're still fighting for basic human rights, equal rights, stuff like that. And it's something that I feel is going to be fought for for many years because it's just such a heavy topic. And these are humans we're talking about, not, you know, not. It's, it's very important is what I'm trying to say. It's not just something that you can discard, you know, because again, we're humans and discarding a human would probably be murder. (laughs) Um, But, you know, there's the, all of the problems that women face every day, which is, you know, maybe being denied healthcare, which is a huge, a huge thing that women have to face is being denied healthcare. Um, the discrimination in workplaces, in schools, um, you know, discrimination anywhere, really. We have the fear of just walking down the street because we are scared of someone jumping us. (laughs) Um, we have the fear of, like, having, how do I say this? We have the fear of being assaulted, no matter where we are. There is always going to be that fear, because that is how men have been raised for centuries, is that women are inferior, and men are superior, and men rule us, and they will always rule us, which is not true. That's complete BS. Um, Because women are independent, they're not like, you know, we don't have bird brains, like, we can form our own thoughts and stuff. 
like if anything uh there's more girls in colleges or being enrolled into colleges than boys right now which is a huge huge thing and it's great that girls are being offered these opportunities and they're being able to find their you know what they want to be in their career path but at the same time um a 2013 uh, study that was done at um, the Boston College, it found that female students were just graduating with lower self-esteem, but boys had higher self-esteem. And if that doesn't say anything, I don't know what does, because that is basically, you know, sexism in a nutshell. It's just that girls are just below boys and that's all sexism is but there's so many different layers to it you know i can't just be like all right that's the end of the episode like boy girls are beyond below what girls are below boys it's not like that if anything i would say girls are way above boys because we we have to go through so much and the fact that we can even function with this stigma against us is amazing really like being able to find jobs and graduate and play sports this is i mean i hate to say it but this is a privilege that we've been given because men were just so selfish about it and they never, you know, like, it's just, they never thought to share that until women started to protest about it. And even then, women were being thrown in jail for protesting, which is our first amendment or right, which is like the freedom of speech or no. Well, I don't know. There's amendments for the freedom of protest or, like, meetings and then freedom of speech, which I guess kind of ties into both of it. We have those amendments, so why why would women be thrown in jail for it? Um, and when we first started fighting for women's rights, it's, like, just the fact that women were being thrown in jail for it, and it that just is so shocking that is so shocking same with like stuff for um like the the civil rights and stuff is people were being thrown in jail they were being killed they were being assaulted like how how why would you (laughs) this is um, supposed to be america you know land of the free and liberty and justice for all like (laughs) I actually just got into a very good uh, talk about this with my friend last night, who she was saying um, how she had a substitute teacher who, you know, she said that she's never, you know, for a while she hasn't been standing for like the Pledge of Allegiance and stuff, and the substitute teacher pulled her aside after class and he was, he was asking her, Hey, why didn't you stand? Is it because you're lazy or you're protesting something? And she said, I'm protesting something. And he just straight up told her, I'm going to talk to the administration about this. Like, 
What is there to talk about? That is one of her rights. Let her do it, sir. This is, like, complete BS when I hear stuff like that. And she said she wrote him a letter as to why she wouldn't stand. And she said that she wasn't going to to say it because, you know, um, liberty and justice for all. She said, when that becomes true, then I'll stand. And if that doesn't... Man, when I heard that, that hit me like a brick. I was like, dang, you are completely correct. Because, you know, you know, personally, I stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Never say it. I'm... I'm the same way with her, just like, I pledge allegiance to the flag, which is like, why would you, why would you pledge to a flag? The only flag that should be being pledged to is our pride flags, in my opinion, but you know what? Um, you know, America was built with, you know, it was, (laughs) it was formed with the, with a, um, view of benefiting straight, white, able-bodied men. And, like, for liberty and justice for all, when, you know, whoever wrote that, wrote it, they, I don't think they were doing that because they genuinely felt like that. They were doing that to just hit the checkpoints and be like, all right, yeah, whatever, like, you know, be an agent of change. And it's incredibly, (laughs) I don't know, just hearing my friend say that last night was really, it was very empowering, like, to, because I've never really gotten into political talks with her, but to know that she feels basically the same way as me um, is amazing, and I would say that all of my friends are kind of like this, is they're very, they're very outgoing, they're very free, or as free as they can be in America, um, but my, my friends that are girls, they, they understand my fear, as I'm sure all of the girls in the world understand the fears that everyone, every girl faces, because, you know, girls. Which is, you know, it's it's just being in straight-up fear. Fear of everything. Like, you know, when, when I see a girl walking alone at night, I get so scared for her because it's like, literally anything can happen to her. And she will not get the justice she deserves because of our system. And it's it's very disheartening to say that that's something that I have to think about whenever I see a girl. Or for example, you know, when even when I walk outside, whether it's in the day or night, I, you know, there's a very low chance that you are going to be jumped or assaulted by a complete stranger. Um, If anything, it's been statistically proven that you're more likely to be jumped or assaulted by someone you're close to or that you know than by a stranger. And this 
can go with a lot of things. Like, for example, the biggest one is rape. (laughs) Um, You know, there was the... I don't know. For a long time, the FBI had a, a set definition or description of rape. And it was like that forever. And if it did not fit this these guidelines or this description, then it was considered a false, in quotations, a false rape. Which, no. <laughs> in these guidelines, it was said that the only time it was real rape was if it was a um a white woman specifically a white woman who is a virgin being attacked by a black man you know and it's like why why would you even set those guidelines if anything um it more women of color have been assaulted by white men and a great documentary to watch i suggest um if you're very into civil rights and stuff in black lives matter is the 13th which is an amazing documentary i've watched it about four times now and i cried two of those times um is like it it basically says that is that more women of color have been assaulted by white men than you know, people of color assaulting white women, and, you know, of course stuff has changed now, and not, like, the FBI has of course had to change their, their guidelines of stuff for rape, but still the fact that that was even a thing is just, it's incredibly disappointing. (laughs) Um... But there are still states, like for example, the state I live in, I had to go to the police to tell um, my story about being assaulted. And six months, no follow-up, nothing, no word from them. My family and I found out that in my state, the only thing they consider sexual assault is rape with penetration. Which is like, I, when I heard that, I, I literally didn't know what to say, because this is another thing that women have to face, is the fear of being assaulted, which is what I've been talking about, is the fear of being assaulted by men, and we deal with so much, yet we're still, we're still there, we're still living, we're you know, we're able to power through this, and I'm really proud to be a woman because, you know, if anyone gets this reference, I love you, because I come from a long line of survivors. We, we as women have had to face so much discrimination. We have had to fight for our rights, and many minorities have had to as well. Not just women, but LGBTQ, um, people of color, um, even certain religions have had to fight to practice the religion in America and I'm sure other countries, and women have had to fight for their rights. It's, it's incredibly disheartening that, 
you know, we've even had to fight for those rights because I went over this in my last episode. What makes women any less deserving than basic human rights or equal rights because of our, like, anatomy? Like, what, we have a uterus? We have periods? And so we're suddenly inferior to men? <laughs> Which is another thing. We, we as women, we do it better than men, in my opinion. We face so much. We go through so much. Um, and, you know, I know this is has this excuse has been used many times. We have done so much important stuff while on our periods. We have periods and we get stuff done still. And the fact that our anatomy has been a political discussion, like for example, abortion rights, or like not abortion rights, but like pro-life and stuff. Um, the fact that that's even a political discussion that has only been acted upon by men is is so sickening really to because who are you to say that that a woman can't do what she wants with her body and it's you know when i hear people say like but that's a baby that's a pea-sized thing that is barely alive there's no point in trying to salvage it if you know that you know that woman is not going to be able to care for it properly or she herself will not be able to to handle the pregnancy and the fact that i'm sure everyone has seen this before the um there was a a meeting for women's health care and there was a picture posted that had all white men in the room. There was not a single woman in that room. And the fact that men find themselves so understanding of women to even to even talk about our healthcare is just so heartwarming. No, it's not. That's incredibly selfish. That is them being controlling. And it's it's just so stupid. That our bodies have continued for years and years and years to be a political discussion. We have been denied the right to do what we want with our bodies, who we do it with. We have been denied stuff like birth control, protection, abortions for years. And it's... Because we've had the stigma that if you go to get birth control or to buy condoms, that we're we're automatically sluts. We're automatically sexually active, and we are sluts. But there's the other side, which is if you haven't had sex before, then you're a prude or a virgin, which is, in today's terms, not a good thing. And it's so sickening to hear. I had a girl at my school literally brag about losing her virginity. Keep in mind, we were only in eighth grade at this time, and she was bragging about 
having sex before. And that's another thing, is that women are only viewed as valuable depending on how they present themselves to men. And, you know, we have to... We have to go through what's called, or we're expected to be perfect, (laughs) but with, like, effortless perfection is basically what it is, and it's that we have to be the hottest, the smartest, the, the best at anything we do, but with, with seemingly no effort put in at all. And for you to ask women of that is incredibly, again, it's incredibly selfish because everyone knows that a a man even has to put effort into what he does. No one is born a perfect athlete. You're not coming out of the womb dribbling a basketball, are you? No, did not think so. People have to... Read. They have to learn just as anyone else has. They've had to learn how to play sports, how to sing, how to draw, how to play an instrument. And that's just, it's not effortless. There is no effortless perfection for anyone, let alone a woman, who is held to this stigma that we have to be perfectionists but with no effort. This is creating just basically a generation for of, I hate to say it, a generation of failures because we're being held to such high, you know, um, expectations that it's, it's hurting, you know, women mentally. And the, a report, the report that, um, oh my god. I'm so sorry, I can't remember if I've mentioned this or not. I'll say it just in case. There was a 2013 study that was done at the Boston College that found that female students were graduating with lower self-esteem while boys were graduating with higher self-esteem. And that the main reason that women were facing lower self-esteem is because of the effortless perfection view, which is they felt that they couldn't show weakness or they couldn't show that they were struggling with something in fear of discrimination, whether by other women or by men. And it's it's sad (laughs) to know that you know, women should be there for other women, and the thing is, anyone should be there for anyone. It's not just a, oh, you know, girls got each other's backs. No, we we do not need that type of protection at all times. We are not codependent on people. We are perfectly capable of being independent. We can go off and do our own thing without you know, having to be held to the gender norms of, all right, I'm going to marry my high school sweetheart, have kids with him, be married, you know, be a stay-at-home mom. No, we're being, we're branching out, basically. We're being so, 
active in finding ourselves nowadays that we are not being held to that that gender norm anymore of I'm only here for you know to be a trophy wife or for male's pleasure like it's so it's just so infuriating to know that some women think like that to this day or that men and women used to think like that we god we don't need to be dependent on a man to live we are perfectly capable of going off on our own finding ourselves in living a perfectly normal life whether or not we have a husband or a girlfriend or we're single we do not need men to survive and I'm very strongly opinionated about that and I was getting into a very um a very good conversation with one of my parents friends before where I was basically talking about this I read a a really good book called Entitled by Kate Mann which I would 100% recommend if you have enjoyed this episode so far because it goes over male privilege literally the subtitle is how male privilege hurts women um i was telling her a lot of the stuff from that book and the previous chapter i read before talking to her was on the entitlement to health care and how women are denied health care and she explained her own story of being denied health care while she was pregnant basically and this is very common for women who are pregnant or who are not pregnant and they are denied the health care they need because women have been deemed sensitive to everything, to pain, to to just any sort of obstacle thrown at them. They are sensitive. Um, But she, I was talking to her about it and she just stopped me and she said, you are the type of woman that, you know, you are going to change the world. And she said, with your generation, there will be change. And But with my generation, I know that I probably will not live long enough to see the change that I want to see. But with you, your generation will bring so much change and you'll be able to live through it and see it. And by her saying that to me, man, I felt very confident. <laughs> um, it's just just being denied again basic human rights health care being held to gender norms is absolutely just not it's not okay morally it's not okay women being denied health care while they are pregnant or not pregnant or having to work you know like 50 hour weeks and then go home and take care of their kids because maybe they're a single mom or their husbands just feel obligated that they don't have to is just so it's so very crazy to hear stuff like that because I have been I have been raised I have you know, maybe my, my parents haven't really talked to me a lot about it. I have basically raised myself to think I do not need a man 
or to be a stay-at-home mom to feel fulfilled in life. The only purpose in life, like, if you want to get all philosophical and deep here, the only purpose to life is to just grow up and be happy and be comfortable and do what you want. There is no, oh, you know, you graduate high school, go to college, get married, have a few kids, you know, live in a sub, like a white suburban neighborhood. No, there is no set point in life. And sorry to get all deep on you guys. It's just true. And the fact that, again, the fact that women are held to these gender norms is incredibly just it hurts them because they feel that they are not able to go out and do what they want as they are constantly being reminded that this is who they have to be. They have to be a wife. They have to be a mother. They have to be an amazing, just an amazing stay-at-home mom, basically. And there's the, the gender norms that women are naturally going to be nurses and teachers and office workers because that doesn't include physical labor while men are strong and dominant and they're going to become they're going to go into the military and cops and firefighters and doctors and lawyers because they're dominant and superior and smarter and stronger and faster and no there is no like people say that well women and men are just wired differently when they're born no they're not that is how they are how they are raised is how they become wired differently. If they are, for example, if a girl is born into a household and is constantly taught to wait to to save herself for a man and to grow up and be a stay-at-home mom and get married and that's how she's going, that's what she's going to think for the rest of her life. And that, you know, she has to be gentle and nurturing and caring and be a mother-like figure, that's when people are wired differently. And same with men, when they are given the roles of, you know, they- women are weaker and inferior to them, and they are dominant and stronger and smarter, that's when they become that's when they are wired differently. And that's also how toxic masculinity comes along. And that is incredibly harmful to not just women, to anyone around them. Because their way of handling things is through violence, which can lead to injuries and to basically traumatizing anyone who gets in their way. And that's not just women, that's other men around them who think, you know what, we're gonna settle this like a man, and we're gonna just, we're legit just gonna throw down right here, square up. Uh, it's not, vi violence is never the answer, okay? Unless it is an, an act of self-defense, don't, do not throw the first punch, you are most likely to get yourself in trouble. But again, violence is not the answer. <laughs> um, and this is incredibly harmful to women because men, again, are taught that they are superior and to pursue sex at all cost. No matter if the woman says no, 
that's just teaching, man. Okay, maybe I, you know, she's playing hard to get. I'm not trying hard enough. And that can lead to them harassing a girl or more severely ending just sexually assaulting her or raping her in worst case scenario. That is incredibly harmful. Like, astronomic astronomically, if I can speak, harmful to a woman. And if I'm gonna be honest here, that's kind of how or what incels are. They are the product of toxic masculinity. They are taught, I am obligated to sex from a woman no matter what. And if she says no, I pursue her at all cost. And this is something that women have to live with. They are taught to defend themselves and they are taught to look out for being drugged at parties and they are taught to never walk alone at night or to have pepper spray or a knife or a weapon on them to defend themselves. We are living in a constant state of fear. And by teaching women, hey, never walk alone at night because someone can jump you, that's automatically, that's just scientifically proven to give a woman anxiety because we're taught, okay, we can't walk alone at night because someone's going to come out of a dark alleyway and try and jump me. No, we instead teach women, hey, you're strong. And if anything happens, don't like, don't be scared to walk alone at night. You can handle whatever happens. And, but we're taught that a girl can't defend herself because she's automatically inferior or weaker. And that's not the case. There, you know, there's just so much to, <laughs> to sexism. And on top of the fact that we're viewed as inferior, we're also viewed as objects to objects for men's pleasure and we're we're taught that we're we're objects to just be there for male pleasure and to then just be tossed aside and be okay with it when they're sick and tired of us and I'm not saying that if you've ever had someone you know toss you aside not physically if someone tossed you aside physically then pop off on them go <laughs> but if someone was to just drop you i'm not saying you have to be a psycho and go and you know be like hey you dropped me we're about to square up right here no you're going to catch a case don't do that <laughs> um and i'm going to give a very specific and real example of how boys are taught that women are objects, which is one day at school when I went back to in-person school, um, there was a boy <laughs> in my class whose name was, uh, we'll call him Biker. His name was Biker, okay? And he, you know, I was warned before I even went back to school hey, watch out for Biker because he, he's a, not like he was last year. He's a, a player is what people were calling him. And as we were standing in line for our photos to be taken, 
um, we were told to dress formally, so there was, like, all the girls were in dresses and stuff, and I was kind of just, like, sitting against the wall, staying out of the sun, because I was not going to roast, and he comes up to me, and, um, you know, <laughs> his outfit that day was just a little wacky, I don't know, I said, hey, biker, you kind of look like a, like a pimp, or like a, like a pastor's child, and he said, nah, I'm a pimp. And sorry, mom, if you're watching this, I love you. Um, uh, I said, no, you look more like a pastor's child. And he's like, no, I'm a pimp because these are my bitches. Which he then pointed to a group of girls who were my friends at the time and still kind of are. He pointed to a group of girls and called them his, his bitches, which is not only possessive of women, but also they are objects and as i told him i was just joking around with him i said biker your bitches don't want you um he then went to say yeah but i want them and my actual response was you're that's how you catch a case and end up in jail and you know his response just you know i've heard people you know I've, I've read books that have said very disturbing things about what, you know, men have said, but to, to hear it in real life, I was kind of flabbergasted, but he, he turned to me and he said, well, it's not rape if I like it. And I stood there for a second and I was like, biker that's still rape and he said well it's also not rape if i don't come in her i at that point i legit was about to throw hands with him i i turned him and i said you're going to end up in jail if you really think that's true this dude his response uh i can't even he just said if i go to jail i'm taking you with me i said excuse me, I'm not going to end up in jail for anything if you're going to be the one in jail. I <laughs> reported him to my teachers and uh, literally I talked to the vice principal about it and nothing happened. It, the only reason he got suspended was because he was caught taking pictures of girls' butts in class like in the fact that no one was doing anything really about the fact that he just completely joked in quotation marks joked about raping women they just glossed over that like yes he got called up to the principal office and was talked to he was only suspended after they found out that he was taking pictures of girls butts like the, and, and he continued to make jokes, jokes, whatever his weird sense of humor is, he continued to say stuff like that to basically straight to me. And <laughs> I'm sure he realized that I'm the one that got him in trouble. As I told my vice principal, I don't mind if he knows who told, who, who, told, who told you or not. I'm not scared of him, 
I'm not scared of anyone, really. What I am scared of is what he will do to a girl. I'm not scared of him physically trying to fight him. I'm scared of him trying to rape me or other girls in my grade. And and the thing is, we, again, we were in eighth grade when he said this. Eighth grade. And he thought that that was okay. And in high school, when we go into high school, it's guaranteed that he's going to be jumped because he said or did the wrong thing to someone's girlfriend or their cousin or their sister or their best friend. It's just, he never learned. And unfortunately, that's what, that's how a lot of men think. Maybe they're not as open about it, but they're, they think that women are objects that they are there to claim and they're their women's bodies are there to just violate women are there to brag about they're there to to just be used and don't even get me started on locker room talk that stuff that i have only read from a book sounds absolutely awful and there's been so many cases that i've heard of of boys getting pantsed in the locker room um like (laughs) what excuse me um and i get it that's their sick twisted humor but at the same time you have to think hey that could like that could literally identify as sexual assault if the wrong teacher or person catches that and (laughs) a kid in seventh grade actually left our school after being pantsed and I don't think people realize that that can actually affect someone no matter how harmless the joke is that's still going to affect someone (laughs) um and just the fact that boys think that this is okay they think that it's okay that they view women as objects is incredibly it just I don't know even what to say I don't want to say disheartening like it's disheartening it's incredibly aggravating it's just not morally correct <laughs> and you know I'm I'm very about standing up for my rights and you know yet when I do I got or when I I got made fun of it (laughs) like okay guys you don't understand boys do not understand that by a girl standing up for herself or for one of her friends who may be a female that that is incredibly important and that is just a way of life and that's something they're going to have to deal with for literally the rest of their life, which is standing up for themselves and the women near them. So for them to be making jokes is incredibly just dehumanizing. It's incredibly offensive and it's it's just completely just, (laughs) it's selfish of them because they do not understand what women have to go through 
on a daily basis. No matter if you leave the house or not, you're going to discover something, you're going to come across some form of hate or discrimination against women, and moral of the story is that guys just just don't just it's it's just so selfish guys men if you're listening i really hope that you're not like that and if you are i hope you learn that this is not okay to treat women like this because we're humans we have emotions and no we are not over emotional at all we we are becoming stronger and we are able to take more and stand up for more more than ever really as much as we're still denied basic human rights and equal rights we're learning to stand up for ourselves even more so guys just don't please we're humans we have feelings we are still capable of functioning as human beings despite having a uterus or having boobs and that's all I have to say just don't be dicks <laughs> um, anyway this is definitely gonna have to be a multiple type of you know episode thing because it's there's so much that I didn't even get to and there's so many layers to uncover but anyway, um, that'll be the end of this episode, and I hope everyone enjoyed it, and I'm sorry if it was a very heavy topic to cover for some people, um, but I just hope that everyone has a chill rest of their day and night, and again, really need to figure out my unique little intro and outro for this, but anyway, bye guys, make sure you're drinking water, love y'all.